Hello everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the Out of Band Show. My name is Ryan, uh, I'm one of the hosts of this show, uh, and we were having a little debate before we started, and we're trying to figure out one fun fact about ourselves. My fun fact is that if I could live anywhere in the world, I would live in New York because of the architecture. Joining me today is our co-host, uh, Bailey C., if you'd like to go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, Ryan. Great to be here today. My name is Bailey, and I like Taylor Swift music a little too much. And I'll pass it off to Eric next. Hi, my name is Eric Mako. Uh, a little fun fact about myself is I'm, I'm involved in theater here in college. Um, and I also believe that ketchup belongs on any sort of meat. Doesn't matter what kind, steak, fish, whatever. It, that's where it belongs. Ralph, what about you? Um, well... As you mentioned, my name's Araf, and I guess the fun fact about me is that I don't really have a sleep schedule right now. When did you wake up, Araf? Um, I don't want to talk about it. He woke up at 5 p.m. <laughs> How was your shower before the, the episode? <laughs> it was refreshing. It was really refreshing. I mean... Gotta go look good for the podcast. Gotta look good for the podcast. Of course. Even though no one will ever see you scream. To gather it all back together, uh, I guess we should go over a little bit about what our podcast is about. So, our out-of-band show is a little bit of a mixture of everything. We've got a little bit of news, we've got a little bit of technology, we've got a little bit of social media, and we've got a little bit of stories, ranking, and everything in between. So stick with us today, and we are going to be having a lot of fun. We're going to be moving on to our first segment now, which is the news. <laughs> In this week's news, we've got an exciting week for space. Uh, space Force, the new TV show starring uh, Steve Carell, premiered on Netflix this week, and it received some mixed reviews. Uh, looks like it got a 46% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 74% audience rating. And also, at the time of recording, SpaceX has sent two astronauts to the ISS from the Kennedy Space Center. Ooh. And that's the first U.S. launch, actually, of humans in almost a decade. It's been nine years. Uh, the last one was a space shuttle launch in 2011. Uh, Ryan, I know you were disappointed earlier this week when the launch was scrubbed. What are your thoughts? Well, as any other uh, warm-blooded American, I love space. Space is great, and we've been thinking about space since the 60s. And I, I think you probably remember since you were there, but I scheduled some you know, launch parties over the course of the week. And there was just all of us sitting together uh, in a Discord call, actually. Just kind of watching the live stream, and as it ticked down to 17 minutes, they scrubbed it. I was really sad, um, because, you know, the weather seemed perfect. You know, don't get me wrong, like, I, I do appreciate the value of keeping our astronauts safe in space and during the launch process, but it would also be really cool to watch a SpaceX rocket fly through a tornado at the same time. For uh -huh. sure. And as, as we then learned when we went on to go watch the first two episodes of Space Force on Netflix... Um, obviously you can just disregard anything that the scientists ever say and just go for it and it'll work 100% of the time. So I'm a little bit disappointed in NASA for not just pressing ahead in that moment. <laughs> that, might be a, that might be a controversial opinion. Yeah, but you also got to put the, the covers on the buttons, Eric. What's that? You got to put covers on your buttons before mm. you launch the rocket. For sure, the $1,000 plastic covers. covers. Um, I just want to say the, the ratings for, for Space Force kind of upset me. 
Um, granted, we've only watched the first two episodes, but I definitely think it's better than a 74%. Um, there were some genuine moments where I was doubled over in laughter just for like little random things that Steve Carell was doing. The Kokomo scene from the trailer got me. Like, that could have sold me on the entire show right there. Like, that alone. Araf, your thoughts? Um, well, I didn't... Unfortunately, I didn't see the Space Force um, episodes, but... Well, that, there, there's a sleep schedule. Yeah, no, sleep schedule. <laughs> but, like, I remember waking up right in time for the space launch on that Wednesday afternoon, and I was just, like, lying in bed with my phone, like, just next to me, and I was sitting there watching the live stream... And then they scrubbed it. And then I was like, well, that could have been an hour of sleep. But then the exact same thing happened on Saturday. But this time they launched the goddamn rocket. And I was actually pretty happy. I felt... I had that weird Zoomer to Boomer moment where, like... Um, I, I kind of felt like... Uh, I was almost watching, like, the moon landing, kind of. Mm-hmm. But, like, not really. I felt like, as as a Zoomer, it kind of feels cool to just sit back and watch a live stream of us shooting a rocket into the sky. For sure. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, would, I would like to see them go back to the moon. I don't really know if they have a purpose to go back, but just Boots for that. Boots on the moon, Boots on the Boobs on the moon. Um, just, just for the same, uh, the same feeling that you were, you were mentioning, Raf, of having that Boomer to Zoomer connection of being able to see something that hasn't really been done since the 60s and 70s. Um, yeah, I'd be I'd be very excited to see that. Plus, if they end up going to Mars in the future, I think that'd be super cool. Yeah, I mean, in the long run, I'm just waiting for Elon Musk to drive a Tesla on Mars. I feel like that's <laughs> his end goal. It has to be. I'd love to see that a Model X on Mars for sure. Hope for sure. I'd like to ha- I'd like to see a Model X in person in my driveway with my name on the registration. <laughs> Does anyone know where that one Tesla is that they launched a while back? Is that still in orbit? Yeah, um, I heard that's orbiting the sun right now, actually. Oh. Ooh. Um. Yeah, they launched it out of uh, Earth's orbit. That see, if it's orbiting the sun, I feel like that's a lot of uh, uh, a lot of lost property. Um, I hope it's gonna be insur- there. I hope they have insurance on that vehicle. That's the <laughs> best advertising I've ever seen, though. Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, it's a beautiful picture of Earth. Plus, you have a Tesla car and the, spa- the Tesla spaceman in it. It's weird thinking that Elon Musk's car might actually like outlast human civilization because it's just going to be there floating in space. What if it runs out of gas? Like, or electricity, rather. Does it just, like, stop floating? Yes. Uh-huh. We're asking the big questions here on the Out of Band Show. Great. All right. I think it's about time to move on to the technology segment, uh, so we'll get into that. Uh, in today's technology, uh, smartphones are kind of getting more and more just weird. Uh, it turns out the Samsung S20 is introducing an 8K camera on their new flagship device. And along with that, Sony is also kind of getting into the camera phone market of introducing their autofocus technology um, from their mainstream Sony A-series cameras onto one of the, one of their smartphones. And it's, to me, I find that a little bit weird because uh, who, who are these phones for? What do you guys think? How, how much are they? How are they priced? Uh, pretty bad. I would assume so. Yeah. I mean, if I know Ryan, he's definitely going to want to get one of these in the next, like, two days. 
Well, I mean, if it was my call, Microsoft would be producing phones. I'd buy a Microsoft service phone, even if it cost a little bit over $1,000, solely because it integrates with a lot of the applications that I use in my everyday life. Are we going back to like the, the PowerPoint earbuds that you got? The PowerPoint earbuds, all right. Well, you criticize them. They are mm-hmm. A, very cool. Uh-huh. Two, they stick in my e- ears very well. And three, they integrate with PowerPoint. You can like swipe yeah. through them and you can go through your PowerPoint but presentation. In terms of like a, if you're making a fashion statement, which I know you ought to do, Ryan, uh-huh. um, they, they don't look very appealing. They look like... They look like you stuck a marshmallow in both of your ears. Okay, what, do you think the little dangling AirPod things look any better I'm than not, this? I'm not saying that. I'm not I'm actually, that. I'm kind of a fan of the discs, honestly. People, like, when I'm walking down the street, they look over and they're like, what is he wearing? Okay, this is entirely off topic. Um, my my question for you, uh, Araf, is so you, these, these Galaxy phones that have the 8K camera, if uh-huh. you're recording an 8K on a phone, you probably don't have the necessary hardware to be able to display that correctly. Like, I don't think people recording 8K on a phone are going to have an 8K display. And even then, I, I just don't see the utility for it, especially right now, just when 4K is becoming the, the next big big thing. I would rather have them perfect that technology before moving on to the, just jumping it and going on to the next generation and then us the consumers not being ready for it. I didn't know what K was until this week, so thank you. Thank you, Ryan, for that. The, yeah, the other day you asked me what, like, 4K was and if it was referring to pixels or not. And I'm like, you've worked in technology for, like, over a year now. Like, <laughs> you used to sell laptops. <laughs> like, I can pretend to know what it is. Mm-hmm. You're like the guy mm-hmm. from the Apple store. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no, we got to tell that story one of these times. <laughs> one of these Maybe times. next week's story. That'd be good. Maybe next yeah, week. But uh yeah this 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 I personally feel like uh these phone companies are always trying to do the next big thing. I'm not sure Samsung's like taking the right path with just putting on a really 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 big sensor on their phone mm-hmm. for like I agree. Almost no reason. I mean like you got to think about what what other huge innovations other tech companies have done in the past like Apple when they introduced the notch and it kind of changed like the whole smartphone market. Sure. But I don't think this camera is really going to do anything to the market. If anything, it's just going to make a really expensive phone and no one's going to buy it. And you got to really think about who is this phone for? Cause I was also taking a look at like the camera community, but the camera community probably wouldn't spend a grand and a half on a smartphone that has an 8k camera. Or if it's that Sony phone with that, really good autofocus it's not really worth it if i'm a if i'm a professional i'd rather spend my money on professional gear that's going to get me more control over my ak video rather than just using the built-in smartphone app um and also another thing to consider i feel like ak video takes up a lot of space does it not like storage space for sure it Um, does so they have spot like for like an sd card or anything um (sighs) Samsung's yeah, been Samsung usually has that but am I am I incorrect to say that they've been getting rid of that recently? Uh, I don't know. I'm not I don't really follow any of the newer Samsung phones. I myself have the Note 8 which still has like micro yeah. SD support. But that was like 3 generations ago, so yeah. I wouldn't know. I also have a headphone jack. But yeah, especially if they don't have the the expandable storage. I I just don't see the purpose. I don't 
if, if people are going to be given the option to do 4K over 8K to save so much space, I'm going to choose that. All right. Well, that that seems like all we have today for technology. Let's move on to social media. All right. This week, we're taking a look at a tweet and some good reactions to some extra good news. I'll start this bit off here. Um, earlier this week, we see that Finley, the Golden Retriever, broke the Guinness World Record for the most tennis balls held in a dog's mouth at one time. It was six oh. whole tennis balls, everyone, oh. and social media went crazy for this. Eric, did you get to see this story at all, and what are your reactions to this extra good boy? I did get to see it. Such a good doggo. Um, I, I envy the owners of this world record holding doggo, um, to be able to achieve such a feat. Um, I guess us in the uh how many tennis balls can you hold in your mouth community are asking now um where do we just where do we go from here like is it physically possible to fit a seventh tennis ball in the dog's mouth we'll have to see super exciting S- super super exciting <laughs> all right eric do you want to <laughs> do you want to go into your tweet <laughs> or other i mean <laughs> my dogs aren't really that interested in tennis balls, like, at all. I mean, they'll, they'll grab the occasional stick outside, but that... Luna! Oh, my God. She's oh, so we'll, cute. We'll be talking about Luna later, okay? Oh, I have a, okay. I have a I, bone to pick with her. I have oh. to contain myself <laughs> for, for another couple segments. While, oh my gosh. while you contain yourself, Ryan, uh, I do have another piece of social media that I want to share with the world. Um, it is a, uh, a tweet bot, a Twitter bot, I believe is the term. Um, at John Mulaney Bot, uh, it has forty six point five thousand followers. Um, it is an account that I've been following for the past year or so, and gives me daily nuggets of wisdom. So basically, what this person has done is taken little bits and pieces of many John Mulaney uh, jokes that you've heard in his three uh, was well, Comedy Central special and his two Netflix specials, um, and the bot just stitches them together randomly and tweets them, and that gives us such nuggets as. And I thought, beat it, bozo. And then I woke up at home. Or, let's see here. And then the baby pointed at me and said, no, I'm just reading this this yellow pages. Stuff like that. It's not to the quality of regular John Mulaney. I, I mean, again, it's just throwing stuff at a wall and seeing what sticks. But it is kind of funny just to see little, little references to all your favorite jokes. Uh, Bailey, I know you're a big John Mulaney fan. What are your thoughts on that? You know, honestly, Eric, as you're reading these, I'm just thinking in my mind, I'm like, you know, this is exactly what happens when I try to quote John Mulaney. It never comes out right. No. I always just kind of like end up with random things kind of tangled together. And I'm like, well, that wasn't as funny the first time I heard it. Well, it's all about the delivery. John Mulaney has perfected the delivery of his jokes over the past five or he six certainly years. certainly has. Ryan, what are your thoughts on all this? This has given me an amazing idea. So, you know, so uh, at the place that uh, we work at, we leave uh, troubleshooting notes on all of the different uh, customer cases. For sure. And I think that if we compiled a gigantic list of every troubleshooting step every person has ever completed, we could then build a robot that makes its own troubleshooting to its own issues and then post that on Twitter. And I think that would be hilarious to read, considering a lot of those uh, notes can go from very long and great to very iffy at times. I was going to say, Ryan, I think the robot would be silent a lot of the time. For sure. <laughs> hey That'd be a problem. That'd be a problem. No troubleshooting completed. <laughs> Araf, are you, a, are you a noted John Mulaney fan? 
Oh, he's uh, about to be. Unfortunately, wow. I am not. So I, if you I haven't yet, you gotta go watch. Am I his about stuff. to be? Highly recommend. Is that highly recommend for sure? Even even his children's special, the Sack Lunch Bunch. Um, there is uh, comedy to be had there. It's a little bit. It's ironic. It's a little bit ironic and unorthodox, but it is there. It is there. I don't love John Mulaney, but he See. he does get a lull out of me from time to time. He gets a lull. A lull. I'm just waiting for his next spe- like his next true special. Um, I know he signed on with Netflix to produce a few more, um, but it's been it's been far too long since Kid Gorgeous at Radio City, and I need more John in my life. I need more Petunia in my life. Mm-hmm. John's dog Petunia. I need more stories of that devil, of that fiend. Reminds me of a similar dog I know. We'll get there, okay? Oh, we'll get there. <laughs> All righty. I think that about wraps it up for this segment here. Uh, now we're going to move on to Rankum, uh, starring Eric. All right, everyone. So the rules of Rankum are simple. Uh, before the show, I come up with a topic and five items that fall within that topic. And then our panel of judges, Araf, Ryan, and Bailey, will critique that list and come up with a ranking from one to five according to their own biases, opinions, and tightly held secrets. This week, the category is TV shows that you put on in the background and don't really pay attention to but are still fully invested in. Gentlemen, are you ready? For sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Awesome. So, in no particular order, in fact, I threw these through a randomizer before the show, just to make sure there's no bias. Uh, Here are your five items. Mm -hmm. One, Pawn Stars on History Channel. Two, Seinfeld. Reruns of Seinfeld, of course. Mm -hmm. Three, Chopped from Food Network. Four, Impractical Jokers on True TV. And five, House Hunters on HGTV. Oh, hmm. um, there's I a packed some, list here. I got some very hot takes on this list already. Go ahead. <laughs> Go First ahead, of Ryan. all, hey, no one I think is supposed to be legitimately watching Seinfeld. I think if it's ever on TV, it's not like you're not actually supposed to be actively watching it. Uh-huh. So that definitely has to go like somewhere near the top. House Hunters, you don't you don't passively put that on in the background. That is like something you sit down and you you watch. are invested. You are fully invested. Like. It's not a background thing. It is in activity. All right? Pawn Stars it used to be kind of one of those direct things, but maybe it's a little bit more in the background. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's also Chopped and Impractical Jokers you did not uh, rant about. I, I, I barely watch Chopped, but if I know anything about my parents and cooking channels, they just sit down and watch that stuff for days. And I've never seen Impractical Jokers before. So, Ryan, how would, how would you rank those? Uh, I would put, so one is like the one that would be most in the background, right? Yeah. The uh, most exemplary of that category. So like the one that would be best put in the background, not watched up front. The category is TV shows that you put on in the background. <laughs> and don't really pay attention to, but are still fully invested in what exemplifies that category. The most? Uh, I'm going to say Seinfeld. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Bailey, your thoughts. I, I was specifically going to talk about, uh, it's funny that you bring up Pawn Stars here because that the one show, the main reason my dad bought YouTube TV for our family, he did not, he didn't entertain any other reason other than to watch Pawn Stars, which is really funny to me because I think he's only watched one season of Pawn Stars, but like on repeat and he's, yeah, he's, he's still fully invested in every single episode. I, I walk down to the living room after work every day. And that is where he he just sits there watching Pawn Stars. I don't 
know if he realizes he's watching the same episodes over and over again. So that's why I would say it should go near the top of the list. Uh, he he definitely puts it on intentionally, but I don't know if he knows that he's watching the same episodes. Well, Ralph, what about you? What are your thoughts? I mean, the only thing I have a problem with is why Chopped? Out of every other food show there is, like... Have you looked at Food Network recently at all? Uh, no, I haven't. Food Network is almost entirely chopped these days. That and Diners, like, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Dry, yes, exactly. Triple D. It's pretty much those two shows on repeat. But, like, if we stay away from Food Network, we still have reruns of MasterChef, Hell's Kitchen, and, like, all of, like, the Gordon Ramsay stuff. So you're a Gordon Ramsay kind of guy. I'm a Gordon like, Ramsay kind of like, guy. I like Gordon Ramsay. So taking all this information... Again, Pawn Stars, Seinfeld, Chopped, Impractical Jokers, and House Hunters. Where would you guys come up with the ranking for that? Pawn Stars number one. Change my mind. Oh, I, I gotta, I gotta put it up there as well. Ryan, Ryan, I, I'm still certified that Seinfeld, Seinfeld should be number one. You should well, never watch it. You're out, like, you're outvoted. So Seinfeld is number two. Wow. Uh, we still have Chopped, Impractical Jokers, and House Hunters to round out the ranking. Uh, House Hunters at five. Yeah, that's too invested. Mm. Yeah. Same here. Impractical Jokers and House Hunters, three and four. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, somewhere no, in there. In, in that order? I mean, I'm just saying them as they're listed on my screen. Sure. Wait, what happened to yeah. Chopped? Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Chopped and Impractical Jokers. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Can someone explain what Impractical Jokers is? Yeah. Uh, it's a show with these four guys that just like go around and make fun of themselves. Also, it's like the Three Scrooges, except four. Yes. I and see. it's all true TV shows. I've never seen the Three Stooges either, so it doesn't even help. <laughs> uh, Chopped, I would say I'm more invested in, so we'll put that near the top, closer. I would say three. Any any uh, dissent? It's not Gordon Ramsay. I don't care. Okay. So uh, number one, uh, TV shows to put on in the background and pay attention to, or not pay attention to, but fully invested in, uh, is Pawn Stars. Number two is Seinfeld. Number three is Chopped. Number four is Impractical Jokers. And number five is House Hunters. Great edition of Rank'em, everyone. Um, I think that about wraps that segment up. So let's move on to Mailbag. Every week, we'll take a look at some fan mail, and we'll hear readers' problems with life stories, and we'll offer some advice that we are clearly not qualified to give. Uh, this week, as it's our first week, I don't have any mail, so we'll be taking a look at a good friend of mine, myself. Uh, so as you three are aware, uh, my mom surprised the family during quarantine with a new corgi puppy. Her name's Luna. Uh, yes, of course, of course, Luna's cute, and I do take a lot of Snapchats of her. Uh, but she barks a lot, and she gets into fights with my other dog, Maisie, a lot. Uh, Ryan, I, I know you have some opinions on Luna. <laughs> Luna is the cutest puppy you've ever seen. Now, I mean, there's a lot of dogs out there, right? But there's a lot of ugly dogs out there. And Luna, I don't know how to describe her. Her ears, absolutely gigantic. Her color, perfect. Like, the divisions of the colors all over her body, absolutely perfect. She's just, like, the cutest dog you've ever seen. And I have more pictures of Luna on my phone than pretty much anything else at this point. <laughs> she, she, She's like a lightly toasted marshmallow the size of a loaf of bread. That's how I describe her. She's tiny. Her ears are massive. Her body is disproportioned. It's absolutely fantastic. But you you complain that she barks a lot. 
She does bark a lot. She does She's bark a lot. so loud. Even though I'm upstairs, I can still hear her. But her borks are so cute, though. Oh my gosh. Little bork. 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 I did not sign up for this. I have a uh, I have a hot take about Luna that I want to take about Luna. Go ahead, Eric. Uh, I I don't know if you've ever seen this stereotypical uh, Disney Channel episode, <laughs> but you'll have the one person, like one of the main characters, who's talented at something, and they like let's say you're talented at the drums, and you meet like the character meets someone that is just so much more talented at what they do, but is such a bigger jerk about it. They they know, they know that they're talented and they're not afraid to brag about it. And then they end up getting defeated at the end because they just don't have the heart that the main character does. Do you, you know that trope? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. 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 Cool. yeah. 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 Um, uh, I, I don't mean to be uh, mean, but Luna is the not main character that is a jerk about being good. And then Maisie is the one that has the heart to be able to win the day. You're uh, wrong. You I feel are like Luna is the one is wrong. the attention is, uh, excuse my language, the attention whore. Um, wrong. Uh, wrong. Taking all the attention away from Maisie. And I don't wrong. think it's deserved. And I think Maisie should be the one that we put on a pedestal. Maisie That's had right. her day. But it's time for Luna. All right. It's time for the cute little corgi pups of the world. All right. With their cute what little was dwarfs. wrong with what we had? Yeah. What was wrong about that? Maisie was old, Bailey. All I right. had a quiet dog. She, she's not going to be around forever. You got to move on. Yeah, she will. <laughs> wow. This turned dark so fast. <laughs> For everyone listening, Maisie is in great health, okay? <laughs> We're fine. How old How old is Maisie, Bailey? It doesn't matter. She's probably, I don't know, nine, ten, oh, something that's, like that. That's young for a dog. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's young. She's got a couple years left. I was, I was ten... 11 years ago uh-huh yeah that's young eric was young apparently i just assumed you had a beard your entire life i would i think to settle the debate luna is one of the cutest dogs i've ever seen and that is final because now we're moving on to our next segment story time stories are simple. The people are not. Today, I want to tell a story about our podcast, The Out of Band Show, and a little bit about where I came from. Oh, God. Now, why, I don't know why are you if, doing this? if all of you remember, <laughs> oh, but no. uh, we have a competitor podcast uh, actually called the, the Four Letter oh. Podcast, and I think every single person on the show has been on the Four Letter Podcast at some point. We have. Uh, I just, we have. I, I just want to say, I don't, I don't really see each other as competitors i see us more as filling different niches but friends um friends i have nothing yeah. against the four-letter podcast i know what raf does but that's a whole different thing no 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 no. no. i think the four-letter podcast is what inspired me to start my own podcast it's not any like if anything i have to thank dan uh the host for the four-letter podcast for um really showing me how much better of a job i could do <laughs> okay but Eric and I have been planning this forever, and we just never did it, so I give Dan the credit for doing it. I've been bringing this up for the past year and a half, at least. Bailey, we've been planning this since before you even worked with us. Yeah, <laughs> this is not new. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, so Ryan, uh, I am mm -hmm. going to regret asking this, but where did the name come from for this show? Uh, the name... Uh... <laughs> The name for this podcast is actually a, a pretty good story uh, behind oh, yeah. it, Eric. Uh, and you is. might remember. Just getting so, this out of the way. Yeah. Um, at, at our uh, workplace, we happen to use a chat client uh, in order to communicate basically with the entire organization. And we're preparing for the day where it one day goes down. So we have to use a different chat client to try and get it back online. 
uh, and that's referred to as like going out of band. And so they hold a drill uh, every once a year called the out of band drill. And uh, matter of factly, uh, Eric once took that calendar invite that was sent to all of us, maybe like 350 people, and he duplicated it, which sends an invite to literally everyone in our organization, <laughs> including like our boss and our boss's boss and our boss's boss's boss. Yeah. And then this man canceled it. So he canceled <laughs> our I canceled the duplicate. Drill. Yeah, you canceled the duplicate. People were confused. Mass um, confusion, hysteria, panic <laughs> ensued so, across the entire department. I, w I wish to retort. Um, I did this under your advice, Ryan. I want to make that clear. I'll take um, a little credit for that. Because I was trying to reorganize my Outlook calendar into separate calendars, like one for my personal events, one for my work events, etc. And this out of Andrea was on my personal event calendar. I wanted to move it over to my work calendar. Um, so I asked Ryan, the Outlook calendar expert, how do I do that? And he says, oh, you should just be able to duplicate it onto that calendar, which is what yeah. I did. You know, Eric, it, it, it got it, it, it for, for the record. It did get it there. It did <laughs> yeah, work. It worked. <laughs> there was just a very bad side effect that came. It along wasn't, with it. uh, it wasn't the best of days. Uh, I got, I got a lot of notifications on my phone that day. I think was, Eric, if you had been using your Microsoft surface earbuds at the time, oh, yeah. that, oh, there wouldn't have been an issue like whatsoever. Uh -huh. Because I could have just like swiping through a PowerPoint. I could have just gone through a PowerPoint of how to fix it and then would have been fine. You're right. Precisely. You're right. I apologize. Well, I think that's all we have for story time today. Um, so without further ado, we're going to move to our outro. And that wraps up the entire show for today. Thank you for joining us for some laughs, cries, and whatever Eric talked about. We hope to see you again next time, but until then, don't cancel your Outlook events. Stay safe!